Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters. Podcasting Smarter is the official podcast from Podbean, featuring podcasting interviews, best practices, and helpful tips. We're here to give you the tools, resources, product updates, and news to help you get started podcasting and keep your podcast growing. Hello and welcome to Podcasting Smarter. This is Norma Jean Belenke, Podbean's Head of Events. And in today's episode, we're having a conversation with Marcus Engel from 301 Studios, where we'll get into branded podcasts, the value for your business, and how to get started. Stay tuned. And here we go. Hi, Marcus. How's it going? Hi, Norma. Thank you for having me on the pod. Absolutely. We are so excited to have you. So first off, tell us a little bit about yourself and 301 Studios because you're based in Europe. So for everybody out there listening in the US, across the world, we are going to talk about branded podcasts within Europe today. I'm so excited to chat with you. So tell us a little bit about 301 Studios and how you got started in podcasting. Yes, for sure. I think, first of all, I think it's super exciting to talk uh, to someone from the US about podcasting because you guys, I think, are three to four years ahead of us. Uh, which is always very funny because I think when I start to to talk to clients, uh, they I have to really start at the beginning to say, what is a podcast and <laughs> what kind of benefits does it have? And uh, a lot of people in the room, they don't even listen to it. But like every year, you can feel that more and more people lift their hands when you say like, who is listening to podcasts? And then every year it's like increasing. So that's really exciting. And that's basically also how I got into it a little bit. I started listening to podcasts myself and got more and more addicted to more and more shows and especially a lot of shows in the U.S., and at one point I was like, hey, maybe I can also start my own podcast. It was, I think, uh, just before COVID hit, I was a little bit um, in a transitional phase also with my job. And then I thought, okay, maybe I have to uh, do something new. And uh, I really wanted to connect with a lot of people and I wanted to connect with the startup ecosystem here in Amsterdam. And then I thought, what better way to start a podcast interviewing young entrepreneurs, interviewing young creators on my podcast, on the 301 podcast. And I did that for about uh, yeah one and a half years, I think. And um, the numbers grew and more and more people kind of reached out to me and asked like, hey, can you help me with launching a podcast because you've done it uh, quite nicely? And can you help me with editing? Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And at one point, my agenda was full of uh, helping different people. And that's when I decided to turn it also into a business and launch the 301 Studios, which is basically a creative podcast agency based in Amsterdam where we help companies to, first of all, figure out their why they want to start a podcast, think about really creative concepts. So we are not only yeah, doing the recording and saying like, okay, every interview has to be an interview podcast. Uh, every podcast has to be an interview podcast, but we really focus on that kind of creative part. Absolutely. And uh, then of, yeah, and then we do the, the editing, the, the distribution and everything that uh, goes into the value chain of creating a podcast. Absolutely. I love that, the value chain of creating a podcast. People, you know, and when people ask, oh, what goes into making a podcast? It's like, well, how long is a piece of string, right? <laughs> what yeah, do you want to exactly. put into it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so for everybody out there, you mostly create branded podcasts and it's really about showcasing the work that companies do. So tell us a little bit for everybody out there, maybe who is more on the public side of podcasting and that, you know, creator economy. Tell us about branded podcasts, what they are, you know, a bit of a refresher, but then also why is branded podcasting important? I think that uh, nowadays, especially with, uh, I think the past uh, two, three weeks have been very valuable for all the marketeers out there because I'm very sure that uh, most of them, they 
try to use chat GPT and all the yeah, newest innovation that, that came up with AI the past weeks. And if you look at those kind of developments, it becomes more and more clear that brands really need to have a voice in the market because with AI, with chat GPT, content will be created differently and content will uh, probably look very much the same, uh, very optimized on SEO and what works and what doesn't work and kind of like serving the algorithm. And then I think um, a branded podcast is like the perfect way for a brand to yeah, to showcase who they are and what they do and what they truly believe in. And I think this is really kind of like this yeah, unique chance for everyone uh, starting out now with a podcast to to kind of translate your company values and your DNA that you have into an exciting format. And I think that this is one of the biggest strengths of podcasting to indulge into this um, storytelling mode and invite either exciting guests or um, highlight people from your organization to to kind of really communicate what you what you believe in. And I think it has not been done enough. People still use their website as their almost window shop, I would say, to say like, well, this is our mission, this is our vision. But what people most of the time don't yeah, want to hear is that people don't care about that. People really want to, to like talk to talk and walk the walk a little bit, I think. In that sense, in that regard, and uh, yeah, invest a little bit more into your content strategy than just like a website um, telling what, what your mission is, but really kind of showcasing what your mission is with inviting people on the show that uh, talk about the same values and talk about the same topics. Or, um, yeah, I think increasing like your brand equity basically with a, with a different content strategy. Absolutely. And I love what you said about, you know, showcasing values. And we'll get into this a little bit more later. But I think for a lot of companies, right? Like you're not directly selling. A podcast really is storytelling. And so when you're telling stories either adjacent or tangential to your brand, it's something where you know you want to be able to showcase what you stand for. And I love how you put that. Additionally, you know, how does podcasting differ from other content strategies? Because a lot of content strategies out there are also based on storytelling and you know, talking about what the brand stands for and, and values, but podcasting really is unique. So tell us about that. I think it's really about the long, the long-term game in podcasting. What we've seen a lot now that especially in, in the beginning, like all companies most of the time focus on the short-term goals because they want to move the needle of either like selling something or communicating something very fast because everything needs to be always fast. No one has time nowadays anymore. Um, and I think that podcasting is a little bit this contrary development to TikTok, to YouTube shorts, to reels is uh, not the 15 seconds uh, content format that is the baseline, but like the long content format of maybe 20 to 35 minutes that you can that you can deep dive. And I think that in that regard, it differs a lot from from other content strategies. But I think if especially brands use this content strategy as their baseline, uh, they can build up their entire uh, network of content strategy based on a podcast and then they can use the synergies of it. So uh, you can still do reels, you can still do TikToks, you can still do YouTube shorts, but then you do it with clips from your podcast instead of like creating them, them natively. Um, and I think that this is the, the biggest, let's say, hurdle for a lot of companies uh, because they don't have time to, to kind of invest into a, into a content strategy for, for one year, but they want to have a result in... Yeah, in, in two months or in one month or in one week. And I think that this is the thing that um, people sometimes forget that this kind of like this long-term game, but it's really kind of like this um, yeah, huge digital footprint that you, that you build up. Because even after one year or after one and a half years, people still come back and kind of use your legacy 
podcasts and listen to them. And I think that's a wonderful way basically to constantly stay in touch with your brand and really deeply engage with you and with the host. Um, and I think that this is the, yeah, the biggest differentiator, I think, for, for podcasting. Absolutely. And it really is a long game. We've heard this from, you know, branded podcast studios and creators for a while now, really at least the last couple of years. But it's saying, you know, the investment here is you're going to see it one, two, three, five years out. Right? So yeah. and, and, it's and not something the, where the you fun- can immediately push. If you want to immediately push on podcasts, you, you monetize, you, you know, you push through ad campaigns, which we can talk about all day long. I love to talk about ads. But specifically for branded podcasts, it is more of a relationship. Yep. Yeah. 100%. And uh, the funny thing is actually that all the content strategies are actually a long-term game, but um, companies just treat it differently because they can generate a high amount of views in a very short amount of time. But if you really want to be, if you really want to be deeply engaging with a target group, then it doesn't make sense to, to have like uh, 10 reels and get whatever, 1 million views out of it. But you will have no engagement because the, those, um, let's call it fans or followers, they're going to be gone. Like you cannot even look at it fast. And I think this is a lot of times like this, this the, those objections when people are say like, oh, look at the CPM or uh, look at the, how many views I generated. And sometimes, uh, and then they say, well, with my podcast, I only have, for example, 300 downloads. <laughs> but if you compare like 300 downloads on a podcast episode, for example, in your niche uh, with people that truly care about your niche and truly care about your product and they engage 30, 45 minutes, listen to it. <laughs> I think this is value that is almost uh, yeah, you, like unbeatable. So if you have to basically pay for this kind of engagement, then you talk about complete different CPM prices as well. And I think this is like the part that a lot of companies don't understand and uh, what a lot of creators um, that I met in the past felt that they have, for example, three or 400,000 followers or 1 million followers. They start a podcast and 20 downloads or anything is generated. So they were always very disappointed and most of the time they stopped. But I think this is exactly because of that reason that the people they care about, maybe your dances on TikTok or your funny videos, but the podcast, they go a lot of times a little bit deeper and uh, there are a lot of times about topics that the creator really cares about, but the audience doesn't care about it because they they are not interested in a deep uh, psychological topic or something like this. So they don't want to talk about the burnout. They want to talk about funny dances. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's long form versus short form content, right? I think the short form folks out there, you know, whether it's TikTok or Instagram Reels or, you know, whatever the the medium is, a lot of the time they have, you know, just the number of eyeballs and it's huge. But then on on the side of the long form content creators, there's the depth to that content and to the relationship that you have with your audience as well. So... That's such a really important point. And I want to talk next about how storytelling equates to sales because, you know, branding is also part of marketing. And at the end of the day, you know, budgets come from sales. So tell me a little bit about how, with your clients, storytelling within your branded podcast and the strategy around that and values equates to sales for these brands. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've actually used like many different um, strategies and tools basically um, to generate sales for our clients. And I think you have the really traditional way that you, for example, have like a, a solo podcast of, uh, and you, you share uh, what you believe in, or maybe you have like a, a cool brand story, how you, how you founded the company and you kind of like just create like a solo podcast. So that's one way 
we had, uh, for example, uh, recruitment companies that invited uh, industry experts, but they also invited industry experts that they want to work with in the future. And they built basically a relationship like this. So instead of inviting them for a coffee to say like, hey, let's work together, they invited them for a podcast and say like, let's chat about the industry that we both care about. But of course, you already have this person sitting next to you at the table. You talk with this person for one and a half hours. And you can basically use this also as a, as a kind of like almost like a sales tool for your podcast. And the positive side effect is you get a new client, plus you create some, some cool content for your, for your brand. Most of the time, I think what brands really neglect is this um, reason why they want to start a podcast. And I think there also it goes wrong that sometimes the message is a little bit more like distorted. So we, we spend a lot of time with the clients finding out like who they are what they want to communicate and why they want to communicate that. And then I think we kind of like try to turn it into a storytelling format or we try to take it into or put it into a format that works for them to also really generate sales. Because I think a lot of agencies out there, they come from the audio engineering background, a lot of podcast agencies, and they really focus a lot on um, yeah, that basically the, the kind of podcast is recorded in a perfect setting. And <laughs> yeah, the totally quality quiet of and, really exactly. beautiful recorded narrative nonfiction. Yeah, for sure. And it is important, but I, I come from the marketing uh, side. I come from the, the storytelling concepting side and I spend much more time on basically working out like why someone wants to start a podcast and um, how we can be basically turn their unique selling points into a story that also uh, sells and that also engages uh, people. Uh, Absolutely. Contributes, Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think it's so important to bring that awareness of the why you want to start a podcast. We've had a guest on Podcasting Smarter a couple times based out of LA, Linz Florin, and he posted once about how he likes to talk people out of starting a podcast, <laughs> you know, potential clients, because, you know, you really have to be clear on your why. You know, it's and, and it's a lot of work and it's commitment. You know, a branded podcast isn't, you know, a short reels boost, right? It's it's a long form strategy in terms of creating a relationship with people to understand your brand as well. So absolutely. Yeah, and also I think to one thing to add here, I think a lot of uh, when I do the exercise with my clients, I always give them kind of like a podcast workshop together with the team and I, I tell them, if you cannot think of nine to 10 episodes out of your head about this specific topic, then probably this niche is too small. And I'm a very big fan of niching down. But I think a common problem of most creators or most companies is that after six or seven episodes, they have problems of coming up with, <laughs> with new topics. They have problems coming up with new, yeah, with new guests to invite because they, they don't think about the, the long term or the longevity basically of a, of a podcast. And I think that this is really something that where yeah, agencies have to step in and basically can help you to put your, your concept from, uh, we have uh, seven weeks of content <laughs> to uh, we have uh, 52 weeks of content with like an idea. And I think that this is a, a common problem for creators and for brands. So if you have a topic that you think you want to create, then really think about it. And you should like out of the top of your head, you should come up with at least 10 podcasts that you can create with this uh, niche topic. Absolutely. And I, you know, just knowing how many episodes you're going to start with in the can, right? Are you going to have five done, 10 done, 20 done? I've talked to creators that have a year or a year and a half's worth of <laughs> weekly episodes <laughs> before they launch just because... You know, not knowing what's coming down the pipeline can be very stressful, especially if you're looking at incorporating podcasting into a, a larger overall branded strategy, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But I also want to talk about how entertainment factors in, right? Because 
people are still listening to podcasts to be entertained. (laughs) So from a branded podcast standpoint, how does entertainment factor in? Um, I think it's still an important uh, topic. I think the entertainment podcast or like the the two reasons why people listen to podcasts is either they want to learn something or they want to be entertained. So um, (laughs) we have to kind of like always incorporate both elements into it. And there are many ways to do this. Uh, You can do like quizzes. You can have, for example, interactive questions that are maybe not super related to like the podcast. But I think it's always important to kind of like feel a little bit the the, the audience or know the audience. I mean, that's always like the most important thing. You know, you have to know your why, but you also have to know who you are talking to and who you're creating your avatar. Yeah, we talk about this all the time at Podbean. Who is listening to your podcast? Who are they? What age are they? What do they like? You know, where are they listening? What other hobbies do they have? It's really important to figure out who your audience avatar is. That's such an important yeah. aspect. And then you can, I think, tap into those kind of yeah ways how they, they like to communicate or maybe it's your avatar likes memes a lot, right? So maybe you can create like a funny content there. Maybe you can ask the, you know, maybe that's very specific, uh, but you can ask the guest, uh, what's your favorite meme? And like all those kind of things. Um, that make like a podcast a little bit more engaging and a little bit more entertaining. Um, you can use a storytelling format, which is always a little more like kind of like a narrative podcast or something, which is always a little bit more entertaining probably than than just an interview podcast because it just keeps like the the listener and like very close to their ear, earpods or to their to their um, earphones um, because it's just a little bit a different uh, different setting. It takes a lot a little bit more time and it's a little bit heavy more heavy on editing. But those are just content formats that that we've seen work in the past. And I think that this is an element that brands always have to kind of also think of not to be too maybe boring also in your podcast content and in your podcast like planning and strategy. Uh, but you also should have like an element that is kind of relatable for people, right? So that you can say like, oh, this is maybe like a bank or this is maybe like a financial institution. And I was not expect that they would have such an element in a podcast. You know, maybe it can be even controversial, right? Imagine how funny that would be. And I've done this in the past with clients um, to say, for example, what's an unpopular opinion of yours about a specific topic? And this um, delivers like so much value for the for the target group because they would, for example, not expect that an expert would uh, dare to say something like this. And I think this is the part where you can also, in maybe industries where you think um, entertainment is not possible, but you can kind of incorporate entertainment also in, into a podcast episode. Absolutely. And what are some of the podcasts you've created for clients? Uh, we are very different. I think uh, I mentioned before, uh, we had uh, one podcast with uh, cybersecurity recruitment that really helped a lot of kind of like highlighting the, the companies that they work for. For example, I've created a podcast with uh, Max Verstappen, the um, Formula One driver with a, a previous employer based together. We created also like an internal podcast for for like a car startup, which was very exciting as well. Um, I think especially like um, internal podcast is like uh, the uh, thing to do in terms of internal communications in 2023. And I think this has also like many, many benefits. So we've created all different kinds of projects from really external like sports person to young creators talking about mindfulness over to yeah more sales-driven um, cybersecurity recruitment podcasts. Amazing. Amazing. And we you kind of briefly touched on this, but what are some podcast styles and ways that companies are differentiating themselves within the podcasting landscape? Yeah, I think the most the most popular is of course interview podcast because it just feels very uh, natural. natural for yeah. <laughs> for the people to 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 do that. 
But I, if I give a presentation, I always say like, dare to be bold, uh, don't make another interview podcast. So there's always like my challenge to, to the client to say like, let's try not to do an interview podcast for once. A lot of times we end up doing interview podcasts because it does make a, a ton of sense. Uh, you tap into a new target group every single time you have uh, someone coming onto your show. So the advantages of an interview podcast are very big. But the moment a brand decides to, to do another format for, uh, from, for podcasting, for example, a narrative podcast, which I think is a super, super strong format. Um, and for everyone who doesn't know, it's basically kind of like a guiding voice, guiding someone through a podcast, uh, having different elements, having sound bits in there, having different people coming on, but all kind of like connecting it to like a narrative, to a, like one story that goes from podcast to podcast. It is immensely powerful. A lot of uh, brands I've seen, they also start to do a fictional podcast, uh, which could be like a fictional story of uh, how you want to change the world, especially for for brands that, that say like, well, we, we care a lot about sustainability and about CO2 emission and those kind of things. I think it would be so nice if they would create like a um, utopia, um, <laughs> a fictional podcast on like how the world could look if we, for example would start reducing CO2 emissions. Right. <laughs> and th th there, I think the brands should be like more, more exploratory in, in terms of like exploring more options to say like, uh, does it always have to be an interview podcast? And most of the time, the people, they go back and say, well, it's easier to have like an expert for uh, whatever, a professor of a university speaking about uh, reducing CO2 emissions instead of thinking about a fictional plan, how this world would look like if we would do that. And I think there's a lot of yeah, chances, I think, that that people can do. One example that I always give is Lufthansa, because what Lufthansa did, what I think was amazing, they started a true crime podcast and they didn't brand a true crime podcast, which was very uh, impressive for me because they invested, I think, three or 400,000 euro into a true crime podcast mm -hmm. every year. And they provided it as an inboard entertainment And only after two, three years, when this podcast was one of the most listened uh, true crime podcasts in Germany, they started, I, I think it was a term, uh, they started to brand it and people were really surprised because they said, well, what does Lufthansa have to do with a true crime podcast? Like this is no, not the brand values and everything, but what they basically stand for is mobility and basically entertaining you while you are on a flight or while you are on a go. And I think that this is then like taking marketing, taking storytelling, And everything to a complete different level if it's not related to your niche, if it's not related to anything, but you're just providing value to the users of your brand. And in the end, kind of like the big surprise and you reveal that it's you, then I think you play in a very, very high, high league of, uh, of marketing. Absolutely. And I mean, like as an airline, Lufthansa, you know, is known for just their service and what a nice experience it is to fly. So it's something where... You know, they probably just want to create that experience of like, oh, you didn't even notice time passed. You've gotten to your destination. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's really, really fantastic. And just, you know, what are the brand stories that you're really excited to tell as we move into 2023 and as podcasting as an industry grows, especially for brands and, and companies that are looking to get into the space? I think the biggest challenge for brands in 2023 is making their story more relatable and differentiating them from their, their competitors. And of course, a common objection is, is that uh, companies say like, oh, everyone already has a podcast. Um, we, we don't want to do it. But actually, if you then look into the market and if you look into the industries and the niches that they're in, a lot of times there there's like only one competitor and there's only one 
podcast that maybe has only five or six episodes and then they stopped, but they looked this up and they said like, okay, this market is already tapped. <laughs> we, we, we are not going to go in there. We're not going to touch it. And I think that this is really a, a big, big chance for, for everyone who is, who is thinking about a podcast in 2023. You should definitely do it because it's kind of like this, yeah, the, the digital footprint that you build up now that you can use uh, even two or three years later. And I think in two or three years, especially like in Europe, there will, this market will be maybe a little bit oversaturated, not oversaturated actually, but like it, it will be more crowded. There will be more players in the market, but I think you have to yeah, start get into, into it now. And I think if you get into it, then you really have a chance to kind of like tell the story, like how you are different or how you do things different to your competitor in an engaging way. And that can be, I mean, we just had a couple of examples. There are so many opportunities, how you can tell your story and how you can engage with your future customers. But I do think that this is going to be a big development. Another thing that I read recently and I found very interesting also for podcasting is kind of like the war of attention. Because of course, a podcast is basically competing with uh, with Netflix, with other right, social media. in the media attention with, economy. Absolutely. Exactly, with everything. But one interesting fact I found is that when you, and also, for example, uh, digital well-being will play a more important role every single year. And if you look, for example, also how Apple or, or Android or whatever, um, a, a, a phone provider, a phone manufacturer, how they create their kind of like social media break systems and social media blockings, Podcasting is never included into that. And that means that if someone is saying like, oh, I want only to have one hour of uh, Instagram a day or one hour of social media a day, the podcast apps are not included into this category of social media. And I think that this is a big chance for every brand. If, like, if you want to reach your, your client, your potential client and want, want to add value to your client in 2023 while this person meditates, while this person drives a car, while this person cleans his house, then you have to step into podcasting because that's where the people listen and that's where they engage when they want to kind of have a little bit of me time. And I find it like amazing if someone wants to kind of relax a little bit, wants to have me time, wants to focus on himself. And then he goes on a podcast app and he listens to something that your brand creates. And I think this is like yeah. a, <laughs> yeah, a value that you know, it's, it's very difficult to replicate because um, this kind of like I'm scrolling or something. It's something else. You sit on the... Doom scrolling. The yeah. yeah, no, it's very it's interesting. Good. And and I love what you said about, you know, the attention economy or the, you know, the war of the eyeballs or whatever it is. Because when people are listening to a podcast, it's not screen time. You're not looking at a screen, right? So you're a little, it's a little bit of a backdoor in terms of gaining the attention of your audience without, you know, adding to any kind of digital or screen time stress as well. And you also touched on, you know, evergreen content as well. Evergreen content for those out there is is content that's you know good forever. So if you have branded content out there, like you were saying, you know, as you create your podcast, you really build up your library of episodes. And if they're not time dependent or time sensitive, you know, as your podcast continues to be produced and you continue to release episodes, you know, in your normal timely fashion, your footprint gets bigger and bigger because you have content that you know, even now, right? Maybe you started a podcast two or three years ago. Your content now is still relevant. People still want to listen to it. It's still popular. It can still be shared, all of that good stuff. So there's definitely a lot of really amazing and important aspects of branded podcasting that benefit businesses. And I want to I talk next about how you recommend companies get started. Because 
it can be kind of overwhelming. And I think, you know, also like you were mentioning about how, you know, when you're working with clients, can you name, you know, nine or 10 episodes off the top of your head in this topic? And so for everybody out there who's looking to get started, what are some best practices for laying the groundwork of setting yourself up for success with a podcast for your company? Yeah, sure. Uh, b- before I answer the question, I would also like to add one one more thing to the to the last point because I think this is also super important. Is like that mm. in addition to evergreen content, in addition to like building up your digital footprint, I think also SEO is like a huge topic for for podcasting because I yes. think two or three years ago uh, Google started indexing uh, podcast episodes as well, which means if your podcast description is is optimized and you have a very good title, that means that. If someone is searching for how to start a podcast, there would be podcasts coming up on how to start a podcast. And this is basically free publicity that you can get with a a Google One search result on the first page. And I think that a lot of people, especially in competitive markets, I think they should look into um, options like this, that maybe uh, if they're only textual-based search results, it's like, oh, maybe we can create a, a strategy around it on terms that people search in our Absolutely. Uh, in our industry yes. to be basically yes. visible. And, and and I think that this is something that a lot of people also forget that this is also like a, an option. And um, with the newest update of Google in 2023, they will continue to push YouTube. Uh, they will continue to push podcasts and they continue to push images. So there's much more than just like this kind of like uh, regular search results. So I just wanted to add this because I think that's very, very important for a lot of uh, clients and a lot of um, businesses. No, that's such an important aspect as well, because your podcast description and your title do feed into your overall SEO and digital footprint. So if you're looking for search engine optimization, your podcast can also play a really big role. We do have an episode here on the podcast that is linked in the show notes with Deirdre Shen from Cap Show, where she speaks about this as well. We have an entire episode on it. It's really, really fascinating. So for everybody out there, have a listen. It's it's really cutting edge, especially in terms of an overall brand strategy and how you know people find your brand and you position yourself as a you know market leader, industry expert, you know, however you want people to find you via Google and search results, your podcast can play such an important role there. So that's such a great point, Marcus. Thanks for that. So let's get into how companies can get started. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, finally. No, I think that um, I, I mentioned it briefly a couple of times already during the podcast. I think the most important thing is like the, to think like why you want to get started and really emphasize on like, what are the strong points about my brand? What should be the podcast idea? Thinking about the target group, about the avatar that you mentioned before, Norma. It's maybe the most important thing. It's like, who do you want to reach with your podcast? And what do you want to communicate? And most importantly, how do they communicate? Do they communicate? Uh, on which channels do they communicate? How can you reach those people um, also listening to your podcast? Because I think um, one of the biggest um, maybe pitfalls of podcasting is dif- discoverability. It's very difficult for for people to navigate through, <laughs> through a podcast app, especially the people that maybe are not super very, and maybe that's a European problem, but the people that are not super very on on how to navigate on a podcast app to, to find your podcast. It's maybe not super optimized um, concerning algorithms and all those kind of things that probably yeah. come into place in the future, but are not there yet. That means you have, besides your idea, besides your podcast, besides everything, you have to think about also the distribution of your podcast. You have to think about where do we communicate? How do you capture the attention with snippets, with uh, videos, with Absolutely. Uh, quotes, and, and getting so on, that and initial so listener. Exactly. So there's two... There's two kind of aspects in terms of that, right? There's getting your initial listener and then keeping your initial listener. Exactly. Right? For everybody out there in podcasting, retention is a very big one, right? And how many 
you know, how, what percentage of your episodes are, are people, you know, sticking out to listen to the whole thing through. And it's really important, I think, also to consider that as well. And also, I think as part of a greater strategy, right, in terms of getting started, it's important. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, I think that like, regardless of the first two points that I mentioned to say like the why and the target group, I think they're super important points, but like where you really can differentiate yourself is if you think of kind of like the USP and the added value. Yeah. And I always say to, to my clients is like, what is the podcast that only you can create? And yes, if you can answer exactly. these questions, yes. then I think you have a very powerful proposition. And this is what we talk about all the time at Podbean, right? If you create a podcast that you think people will like, but isn't yours, isn't authentic, you know, isn't coming from a place where you're, you know, really meeting your audience with that truth, anybody can make it. It's not special to you. So that's such an important point. And then also in terms of that discoverability, what I also wanted to add was, especially in Europe, there are many different languages, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so you want to make sure that, you know, you have, you know, possibly if your podcast is in multiple languages, you know, you possibly have the description in multiple languages, you make sure that things are optimized. Like you mentioned, in terms of snippets, that's really big. Right. So maybe you're scrolling through social media and you see a 30 second clip or a 15 second clip of a podcast where people are chatting. You know, on, on TikTok, there's a lot of these as well, you know, where it's just a, a short video of a portion of the podcast. And then you've got to, you know, subscribe to the podcast and listen to to hear the whole conversation. And so I think that discoverability is so important. And and like you were saying, where does your listener hang out? What directories, right? Like where what specific apps is your listener gonna listen to your podcast, but also you know, where are they on Twitter? Which social media platforms? What Facebook groups even? You know, it's something where you can really hone in and, you know, are there, is there a LinkedIn group, especially for branded podcasts as well, right? Are there any industry organizations, things like that? Um, and then you can get into partnerships with, you know, industry organizations and email newsletters and lots of really cool stuff. Well, Marcus, it's been such a pleasure. Likewise. We ask everyone here on Podcasting Smarter a couple of questions at the end of each episode. So... The first is, where, in your opinion, do you believe the podcasting industry is headed, especially for branded podcasts? Um, I think it's only the beginning. I think that says a lot already. If you start now, I think this attention and the maybe underpriced reward that you get for it right now is going to be very valuable for you in the future. So if you're thinking about starting, I think you should definitely give it a go and, and should definitely like uh, start uh, because in one or two years, you're going to be very thankful that you started two years ago and that you don't have to build up this uh, audience and ways of re yeah, client retention, listener retention, and uh, that you have it basically done already. And uh, you have a very competitive advantage compared to your, yeah, to your direct competition. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last question we like to ask everybody is what podcast do you listen to? Um, I'm a big fan of the um, uh, group chat podcast. It's a LA based uh, podcast and they discuss always like uh, yeah, pop news uh, and pop culture, but also like just general news. And I really like this one, the group chat podcast. They say they're the number one podcast in the world, but I think this claim is done by a lot of different podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Marcus Engel, it's been such a pleasure to have you here on the podcast. Marcus is from 301 Studios. We'll have their link here in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. Likewise, it was really a pleasure to talk about podcasting. 
Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Podcasting Smarter. If you have any podcasting questions or want to get in touch, send us an email at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. Thanks so much and happy podcasting.